You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Roger and JP, 752, sunny and 80 today. And uh, in our studio this morning, I mean, this is, for us and for all of us, a, a rare opportunity to talk to the Suffolk County Police Commissioner. Tim Seney is in the studio with us this morning. Good to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here. There's no way Balone told you the truth about this job before you took it. No that, way. That is absolutely correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is it really? He probably, what did he tell you? He's like, you, did you get, you got like a weekend in the Hamptons? What did he tell you? There's no way he told you, yeah, we have a big heroin problem and we have a big gang problem. He left that out of the brochure. He had to. Absolutely. He uh, certainly sold it as a uh, cushy job, you know, basically Mm. just a figurehead for a a small agency. In fact, it's the 11th largest police department in the country. uh, (laughs) And there's a lot going on in this county. There sure is. Right. Well, you're a Long Island guy, so you must have ahead of time had some idea. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in West Islip. Oh, okay. I I, I grew up uh, in Suffolk County. Right. uh, and we now, uh, my wife and I are now raising our family in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have three young children, so right. uh, we're, we'll be here for for eternity. Dude, I gotta be, <laughs> yeah, I gotta be honest with you, man. You're like kind of a unicorn because I. Where's this going? This is no, our impression. This is no, our impression. Yeah. Here's, it's very rare, and I'm being completely honest. You know, it's very rare, especially after who left your office, right? For you to come in, I started asking questions, you know, because I know our relationship with Steve and he was really touting you. And I said, OK, let me go in and ask some questions. Every cop, every elected official, I can't find anybody to say a bad thing about you. No, so you've either got something on all of them. I don't know. Or they actually oh, I feel the police way. commissioner. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right, right. yeah, but you, you honestly, especially the yeah. cops, if they had a problem, they'd be like, listen, off yeah, the record. Police, this- police officers are not shy to express their opinion. Right. Yeah. And I can't find anybody to say a bad thing about you. You know, I think it's really basic. It's it's making the, the right decisions for the, for the right reasons, particularly with personnel. Uh, taking politics out of the police department and putting the right people in the, yeah. in the right spots right. And, and really empowering people to do their jobs. Uh, at the end of the day, the most important thing I do, perhaps the only thing I do, is empower people to do a good job. Right. Uh, I don't really do much myself. And, and you're co- you're coming from that's good management right there. That's, that's the way to do it. You're coming from the, the um, from the feds, right? Yes. Yeah. I was a uh, an assistant United States attorney for the Southern District of New York, which covers Manhattan, the Bronx, and some counties in New York State. I was hired by. Uh, Preparar and worked for Preparar. Okay, mm. well, that's cool. And then you, that makes you eligible to be a commissioner of a police department? Probably not. Yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you go from assistant U.S. district yeah. attorney. Yeah, so I was an assistant U.S. attorney, and then I took a job. I was looking to do something more local. You know, I was in right, public right, right. service. Uh, I loved my jobs trying murder cases, large-scale RICO cases, some of the largest and more oh, wow. complex cases in the yeah. country. Yeah. I got to try, I got to investigate and prosecute uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, gang prosecutions in American history right. of, a, of a gang called Trinitarios, which is very similar to MS-13. But I wanted to do something more local. You know, mm. I was working, I was working my tail off, but it was in Manhattan, the Bronx, and uh, so I was looking for a position out here in Suffolk right. County. I was living here. 
I was going to transfer to the Eastern District of New York, which is, they have an office in Central Islip. Right. And I was introduced to Steve Ballone. He offered me a policy position as the Assistant Deputy County Executive for Public Safety, which right. is basically a liaison for the county executive on all issues of public safety. Gotcha. So I took that, and that was great. I got to work on issues like the opioid epidemic, gang prevention, uh, all, all sorts of interesting criminal justice issues. Uh, and then that's when the scandal hit in the right. Suffolk County Police Department and James mm-hmm. Burke uh, was was asked to leave and Steve asked me to go over to the police department and, and wow. set it straight. So last week, you oh. go to Congress, you go down to D.C. to go to Congress to talk about this MS-13 issue. Do you get a little nervous or this is not your, because I got to, that's, that's kind of a heavy thing. Yeah, I mean, Both it, the, the situation with MS-13 and going in front of Congress. Yeah, certainly the issue in MS-13 is heavy. Uh, testifying before elected officials uh, no longer makes me nervous. Right. It's probably a combination of being a federal prosecutor, you know, Got being it. in a room with you know cold-hearted right. murderers, and then also just having to. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's easy. Politicians to, it, are close. Right. <laughs> Would you rather be in the room with a murderer or a politician? Usually, murderers. They, 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 they tend to be more charismatic, and witty, and knowledgeable about the issues. Yeah, yeah that's uh, true. But actually, in their defense, the uh, the U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland Security, they were they were very knowledgeable, and you know, they they were knowledgeable not only about the about the gang, but some of the underlying policy mm. issues that. Are related, so that was refreshing. I, I went in there and the it was, policies being immigration policies, yeah, immigration policies, funding policies. So that was refreshing because there was that base. So that it wasn't just on. window dressing headline stuff. Okay, we're going to have the guy in from the place where MS thirteen is pretty big. They actually, you could actually go to a different level, go a little deeper with them, and they actually know what's going on. Yes, and they they actually Great. have issued reports uh, in the past about this issue. So they're they're pretty on top of it now. Whether or not that translates into action, right. that's a whole nother story. So what did you go there asking for, money? Yeah, I asked, I asked for several things. I asked for resources and policy changes. So yeah. on, on resources, I asked for more federal prosecutors. As a former federal prosecutor, I know that the key to dismantling this gang is federal RICO charges. And right now, we just don't have enough federal prosecutors on Long Island, on the island. Okay. to do the yeah. cases. I mean, right. it's that simple. Right. Uh, and I would like to start a pilot program where we, ev- after every single MS-13 arrest, we let the feds screen it for possible federal prosecution. That way we maximize our potential of bringing these RICO cases. Right. I also asked for money to offset patrolling costs because in mm-hmm. the affected areas where there's MS-13, we've enhanced our presence. Right. We have a very large presence right now in Brentwood, Central Islip, and other areas, and that costs money. Right. Uh, and we actually have a grant in to Congress through the Department of Justice for a half a million dollars to help us offset those costs. So I asked for not only that money, but more monies. Uh, so you asked them for half a million? And you know plus, you're gonna have to pay. Some, you know you're gonna have to pay somebody two hundred and fifty thousand to get that half a million. Right? Is that how, is that how DC I, works? I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Just to let you know, kid, yeah, this is how it works. Exactly. I'm not sure if you got that part of the memo, but you better have Instead that. Instead of handing them the uh, the envelope, I'll put handcuffs on their wrists. There you go. Yeah. Attaboy. Look at that. Like, what, go get them attitude. What yes. does that take? Like, how much money do we need to like take? Care? Are we talking about like tens of millions of dollars, or we we get to make well, up for all of this that's going on here? Right. It's it's, it's sometimes it's hard to articulate exactly how much because you're moving resources around that otherwise would be used right uh, but in general uh, you know I think that several million dollars you know five five to ten million dollars to, to local agencies the size of Suffolk County yeah. uh, the, the size of the Suffolk County Police Department would be would be a fair uh, cost since that you know this is a this is a national international issue you know, right. this is not a localized issue uh, so the feds really need to step up to the plate the the other uh, the other ask was for better inf- uh, information sharing so a singular intelligence mm. database about MS13 so that all agencies who are concerned can plug into it 
eventually linking up with our foreign partners in El, Sal- El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. Are they really partners, though? That's that's a great question. So, <laughs> they wouldn't, are, they, wouldn't they really? rather you have to deal with that problem than them? No question. And uh, we it's a, it's actually interesting because the way MS-13 started in the United States, it did not start in El Salvador. What happened huh. was in the late '80s during the Civil War in El Salvador. Folks were fleeing El Salvador, right. and many of them settled in California. Now, some of them were were not law-abiding citizens. They started committing crimes. They were arrested. They were put into California jails, and that's where they started the MS-13 gang. And then after they served their sentences, wow. they were deported back to El Salvador, and they grew the gang in El Salvador, eventually Guatemala and Honduras. Uh, and now it's a transnational criminal organization with you know, 30,000 to 40,000 large, 10,000 in the United States. Yeah. We have approximately 400 in Suffolk County. Uh, and... Uh, you know, it's it's it's. There's no question that there's a debate, uh, a a fair debate about, uh, you know, what happens when we deport these individuals. Right. You know, oftentimes people will say to me, "Well, why don't we just deport them instead of prosecute them? Because we're going to spend money prosecuting mm-hmm. them." Right. And <clears throat> the reason is, is because we want to keep them off the streets for as long as possible because they're going to they're going to attempt to come back. Right. So the best thing we can do is cool. RICO cases because that will take them off the streets for life, and in some cases, the death penalty. Uh, and Not in New York, though. No, it's federal. There's a death penalty. Oh, in yeah? Fact, you just got really excited. Look at you. You see the smile on his face right there? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, He's no. Like, we no, can... we'll kill these pricks. <laughs> Qu- no, 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 that wasn't exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't mean to put words in that. I apologize. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, we recently charged the murderers of Nisa Mickens and Kayla Cuevas, right. and they are, four out of the five of them are death eligible. Nice. Uh, so... You know, these RICO prosecutions are key because we keep them off the streets for a long period of time. Uh, And if they do end up getting, uh, if they end up serving a a, a time where they don't die in jail, we then deport them. Nice. Um, And then they're old and... Right, hopefully exactly. they'll come back. You, right. can hang out for a look, you can hang out for a while longer, right? Yeah, sure. All right, we got to take a break. Yeah, more uh, with uh, Suffolk County Police Commissioner Tim Seney uh, uh, coming up next. We got a lot of questions for you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, right now, let's get to Ted. Right now on the Sagda Coast Parkway, northbound north of the southern state, we've got lots of slow traffic there, although earlier accident now has been cleared away and delays are starting to ease out. Eastbound on the southern, lots of traffic from exit 17 Hempstead Avenue into the Meadowbrook. The westbound southern, lots of traffic from Route 109 down through to the Wonton back into the Meadowbrook. Sunrise Highway westbound, lots of traffic into the Oakdale Merge. 347 westbound is heavy from Middle Country Road down through to Terry Road. Eastbound sunrise into the Hamptons. Still got lots of traffic there. Long Island Railroad looking good this morning, aside from one late train on the Port Jefferson branch, which looks like it's gotten in now, so everything is back to normal across the board. And that's a look at your BAB Sunrise Toyota and the all-new Sunrise Toyota North of Middle Island, Long Island traffic. It's a TFCU business report. Yesterday, the Dow closed down almost 21 points and oil closed at 48.22 a barrel. Renovate your home, consolidate debt, or pay for college with the TFCU Home Equity line of credit. Visit Greece today. Very happy to have in the studio with us today, Suffolk County Police Commissioner Tim Seney. Uh, I mean, this is a first for us, and I feel like it's a rare thing that anybody just gets to talk to a police commissioner on the radio. So it's nice to have you here. Did you, appreciate um, you answering all our did you questions. Here. PBA cars? What do you got? <laughs> uh, maybe I, one of those cool little sheets. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the police commissioner, so uh, I do not carry PBA cards. That's no. a lie. And you just have little tin shields? <laughs> Give us one yes, of those shields. Yes. What's, the one on your, uh, what's the one on your jacket? Hand it over. <laughs> I'll trade you a BAB t-shirt for that shield on your jacket. <laughs> I gave you the hat. The hat's That's right. Great. I do have the hat. That's right. The Crime Stoppers hat. I feel like this won't get us out of a ticket. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But I did find out something really cool about uh, the Crime Stoppers hat. Um... 
I did one of those public affairs shows a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I remember like, that. Like, this really is completely anonymous. Like, you get paid cash. There's no checks involved, none of that. That's right, yeah. So it's we have a partnership with the Suffolk County Crime Stoppers. Um, we set up a specific number just for narcotics. So if you have drug dealing in your community, there's a house on your block where you know they're selling drugs out of We know how frustrating this is. Yes. Uh, and we, we're with you. We're standing with you. And the way, what you can do about it is you can call this number, and it's 631-852-NARC. N-A-R-C. And it's a partnership with the Suffolk County Crime Stoppers. You can call that number, remain anonymous, and receive cash rewards for tips that lead to arrests. You blew it, Rog. When you had those people selling drugs a couple of houses down, you went and called your cop friends. We just got it done. You could have called that number and made some cash. Yeah, sorry. I'm just happy it's over with. You blew it. (laughs) (laughs) You can receive up to 500 bucks. So, uh... It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great program since March of 2016, since we rolled out the number, over 2,000 tips to that hotline. Right. So it's 500 bucks for that, but when you have an MS-13 issue... Yeah, we'll post a, spe- we'll, we'll post a specific reward. A reward, and yep. it's usually going to be bigger than 500 bucks. Right. I believe uh, when uh, Nisa and Kayla were murdered, I think the reward was 25000 Wow. Uh, and, and that was through Crime Stoppers. That's through Suffolk County Crime Stoppers, yep. Yeah. Uh, Nick Amar, Pat Fazio, and the incredible board over at Crime Stoppers that do a great mm-hmm. job. It's uh, no taxpayer money. It's all private donations. Really? It's separate from the police department. We partner with them uh, to, of course, wow. push it out, and we receive the tips. We man the line. Right. Uh, and this is truly anonymous. This isn't a situation. When you call 911 and you want to re- keep it confidential, mm-hmm. we'll honor that. But obviously, we know who you are when you're calling, right? Because we're sure. geolocating your call. Right. Uh, on, on on this, this is truly anonymous. We, won't, we don't know who it is. And when you pick up your cash, if you want to remain anonymous, we have a system set up that, that you can do that. So even if you receive that cash reward, we still don't have to That's ascertain great. your identity. That's really good. Yeah, and as a result of that hotline, those you know two thousand calls that have come in, we've been able to dramatically increase our narcotics enforcement, with a mm-hmm. particular focus on narcotic search warrants. Search warrants are a great thing. You know, they do a lot of different things at once. We're able to take very lethal drugs off the street. You mm-hmm. know, particularly these days with the fentanyl and the heroin. Right. Uh, we, in thirty percent of our narcotic search warrants, we're taking guns off the streets. In fact, the uh, Suffolk County Police. Uh, department in 2016 took more guns off the streets than ever before, 507 compared to 333 the year prior. Can you do me one favor, though? Sure. Can you make it a little bit less of a pain in the ass to get a pistol permit? Actually, I, I can and I will. So we are, we are, really? uh, yes, we are implementing reforms uh, in the Suffolk County Police Department to make the process much more efficient. Uh, we are not satisfied with our process. Uh, you know, when I came into the department, we conducted, I uh, put together a great leadership team. We conducted a top-to-bottom assessment in the department. You may imagine we had some work to do. Right. Uh, we inherited a, <laughs> a little bit of a mess in, in some ways. You the think? department's been strong for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the the bones of the department, which are the hardworking men and women of the Suffolk County Police Department, both the officers, the sworn, and the civilian. But obviously, th- there was there was issues at the top that, that percolated throughout the department. So we did our top-to-bottom assessment, uh, and we are now getting... Uh, getting to a, a range of issues. Uh, it shouldn't so, take a year to get a pistol permit. That's I agree with you. Okay. Uh, so we need to make uh, that process more efficient. We're going to be doing uh, renewals online soon. Yeah. Uh, so this, I think we're going. I think the people are going to be very happy with some of the changes we're making to that process. I think you should bring me aboard. I have great ideas. I think we we'll work well together. I really do. It's the, hat, the hat wasn't enough. I guess. Yeah, no. no, it's good. You're subtle. That's yeah. <laughs> Just a part-time, just a part-time game. That may be a crime, actually. I'll do all the things you don't want to do. <laughs> right. You know? You're the bag man. I'll be the one that takes the hit for you. Uh, we're talking to Commissioner Sini from the Suffolk County Police Department. So, 
How do you stop? Heroin is a still growing problem on the island, or is it flattened out? Is it lessening? Where are we at? So it depends on what metric you look at. If we if you look at overdoses right now, our overdoses in 2017 are, are essentially tracking what we saw in 2016, which is not good news. Right. Uh, and in terms of reported activity, uh, we're do, actually doing more enforcement in 2017 compared to 2016. But that that is likely because of our push to do that enforcement. We're creating new innovative innovative ways to collect intelligence so that we can do search warrants and arrests and right. and other operations. So so how do you, so you're stopping it by confiscating the drugs? Is that is that the way to stop a heroin no. growth yeah. epidemic? On Ab- this absolutely not. No. That is okay. a, a critical component okay. uh, to affect the supply side. You want to make it as difficult as possible to deal drugs and buy drugs in the county because that creates moments of opportunity for people to get into treatment that takes dangerous drug dealers off the streets it also uh let's let's face it uh, many of us have had the experience where people are selling drugs in our in our uh, in our neighborhood it's extremely frustrating Suffolk county police department will not stand for that and that's why uh, we're cracking down so 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 intensely but we need to be investing on all fronts prevention treatment recovery yeah. and the, the best bang for your buck is prevention is those those folks who get hooked on heroin? It is extremely hard for them to get into treatment and get get on the path of recovery. We need to do everything in our power to help those folks get into treatment and and have a life uh, to to live a life in recovery. And I support uh, all sorts of different programs that that aim to do that. Mm-hmm. But if we can prevent someone from ever going down that path to begin with, that's where we're going to. That's how we're going to get out of this epidemic. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to get to our young wow. people. Uh, Children who uh, experiment with uh, drugs and underage drinking at younger ages are much more likely to develop substance abuse disorders sure. later in life. So we need to take that seriously. And I hate to sound like the the party pooper, but you know, marijuana use and and, and alcohol, uh, underage drinking, mm-hmm. those are. We need to keep our eye on the ball with issues All like right. that. Take it easy on the weed. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Relax. It's a least of your problem. Exactly. <laughs> Just let that one no, go. But le- I, right? I get what you're saying. It leads to other things. Right? It does. It How does. does heroin get on the island physically? Are they floating it up in bales onto the shores? Are they bring it over in car trunks? How do we end up with so much heroin most, on the mo- island? Most of it comes through uh, through vehicles uh, on our roads. Okay. And it uh, heroin is not grown uh, in the United States. It comes from primarily two sources. Afghanistan. Yes. Middle, Middle East yeah. and Mexico. Right. And on the West Coast, they tend to see a lot of Mexican heroin. And on the East Coast, we see more Middle Eastern heroin. Really? So here's actually a good message for the people out and there. And then the dealers are cutting it with fentanyl? Exactly right. They're cutting it with God knows what. Right. They're cutting it with, right, with right, anything right. they can get their hands on, including uh, poisons and, and right. cleaning products and, so uh, and and synthetic opioids like fentanyl. And that's why we're seeing a lot of these overdoses, these fatal overdoses. Right. Uh, but here's a... Here's a I, I met with the... Uh, with, bishops and uh, members of the Catholic Church the other day about this issue, and, and they used a phrase that I absolutely loved, and they gave me permission to use it, and I don't want to cross the Catholic Church. So. <laughs> All right, here yeah. we go. Don't piss them off. But they, they, they called it sort of the, the, the sort of, um, economy of evil. So hmm. it's not just about substance abuse, although that's a huge part, right? right. People who are living in despair and, and struggling and, and making really bad decisions that affect their lives, their loved ones, and our communities. But it's also about fueling uh, an economy that is run by extremely evil people. Right. Um, so, for example, a lot of our heroin comes from the Middle East. Well, who do you think's making? Who do you think's harvesting those poppy farms? Right. It's terrorists. Yeah. And wow. in Mexico, That's how they make their money, huh? right? And in Mexico, it's the Mexican drug cartels, which they'll chop people's heads off uh, yeah. for for no reason at all. Right. So, uh, it's not just about you know making sure that we have healthy communities. It's also to make sure that these evil worlds aren't supported financially by by the United States. 
The problem, and let's face it, and the United States is buying drugs is supporting right. it, right? And the United States is the largest customer in the world. All right, and it's that's sad, so sick. but it's true. Well, you got your hands full. Hey, man, I know you got to split out of here. It was a good. It was actually. It was really, really cool to um, get the information and uh, to meet you first time. And no, yeah. you actually are okay. Right. <laughs> you, you know, you're all right. I'm, I'm glad I got the stamp of approval. Before you, before you split, though. One question. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Even I say, oh, boy. <laughs> Who's a serial killer? I knew that. Even. I know, I you, know. I know <laughs> you know. You can't, you can't be in uh, the town of Babylon and, I, and, and not get a question. I right, know right. you know. <laughs> well, I've, 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 I've you, you would have. Nod your head if you have an idea. <laughs> nod your head up and down if you have an idea of if you're looking at somebody. Uh, you're gonna have to waterboard me, and pretty much more than that. <laughs> Will but, we ever see waterboarding in Suffolk County? Right, it's not a bad idea. No, it's hey, not. Hey, that's a good boy. one. I like that. <laughs> you like that, Ted? <laughs> you you love that. That's great. All right, man. Thanks for coming in. It was a good time. Suffolk County Police Commissioner Tim Seney, thanks for being here. Really Thank you very much. Eye opening. Next nineteen PBA cuts. <laughs> Here's Ted. I say we brainstorm a charity waterboarding event. That'd be great. <laughs> good idea, Ted. <laughs> Heading out this morning, we've been dealing with some fog, some slow traffic here on Sunrise Highway westbound into the Oakdale Merge and eastbound. Still some slow traffic over the Shinnecock Canal on the westbound side of the southern traffic, Deer Park Avenue, down through to Route 110.